This is Karen Hunter, and welcome to The Hub. Welcome back to Unlocking Astrology. And um, I'm, we're going to start fielding questions. So if you have a query, you can actually at me at Karen Hunter, and I will uh, present the question to Samuel Reynolds, and then he will respond to it because actually I got a question in my Twitter that I sent you, uh, Sam, and it says, Mr. Sam, is there really a diet plan for our zodiac sign? Nope, that's not the one. Is that the one? No, there was something else about charts. Well, it was right. something. It, okay, it's all right. The, I'll answer that question with my own thoughts, right? And I just want to clarify that there are my own thoughts. And then one thing I thought we might talk about was something that someone talked about on YouTube or asked about on YouTube related to the elements and um, the and the, the um, quadruplicities that we call it, which are the modalities, you know, cardinal, mutable, fixed. But I can just talk about the elements. Real quick, my take on a diet plan for by zodiac sign there are several books that have and programs that have come out on exercise plans by sign and diet sign and diet plans by sign i should take you should take all of those with a grain of salt i mean more so because they're what we call pop astrology and they may be more about your sign but as i keep drilling home you are more than just what you think your sign is you know i'm gonna pick on karen because it's always kind of a fun thing for me. She's a Taurus, right? But she is also more than just a Taurus. I'm a Scorpio, but I have a moon in Leo. I'm a Pisces rising. So if you have a birth time or you know when you were born, then a medical astrologer, for example, can talk to you about a diet plan for you. Maybe that you need particular things. You may need particular foods in order to kind of buffer. So for instance, Karen knows this, I have a lot of water in my chart, right? So one of the things that's important for me that I don't do enough, but I'm getting better, is drink water, right? And flushing out my system, not getting stuck. So it might be important for me, and this is something that I have learned through my studies of astrology to kind of deal more with, you know, leafy vegetables, you know, in terms of greens and things like that. Or I love watermelon, so I do take some measure of watermelon, during this, you know, the summer seasons in terms of getting water, all these things to keep things and energy flowing. So you do want to be careful because you want to look at it from the point of your chart, not just your sign. All right. So everybody, whatever your sign is, there's no sign that says you should be eating cheese and fat back and, uh, you know, red meat. So I think no matter what, <laughs> and I am. That was a dig, by the way. She was like, She's taking a little thing, you know, yeah. that's, no, we won't get into that. No but more. Yeah. That. Yes. All right. So what, what is this, you know, Earth, Wind and Fire, they, they had that verses a couple of weeks back and yeah. uh, the Isley Brothers and Earth, Wind and Fire, they seem to be into yoga, astrology, new age, like you can hear it in their music. And so all the elements. And then I was, I saw something on CBS Sunday morning with the fifth dimension. And, you know, um, I was like, there was during the seventies, a whole lot of groups, uh, parliament, funkadelic, all of them into, it seemed to be into the stars. They Am were. I seeing that right? Yes. They were. Okay, I know people who are intimately connected with the fifth dim dimension who can testify that they were in, into astrology, right? On top of the song, right? right. <laughs> um, 
And then we we also have Earth, Wind and Fire, where Maurice White also took into like account the, the people who were in the group. Um, so that's that's even the reason for it, because people would be like, well, where's air? You know, so um, that's because that wasn't really instrumental related to the group. So he kind of drew on that. So, yeah, I mean, the elements and talking about that, the elements are often seen as foundational and understanding. You might even see, like I talked about, you know, me being a water sign. So what does that mean? Right. So the earth signs, you know, can I share my screen for a second? I'm sure gonna you, share. Can. Wait, you, you absolutely can. And I'll make this quick. So we'll share try to away. Do it. Share All right. Here we go. All right. So what I'm going to share. Um is from my class, I do offer a class, um, Nitty Gritty, this is from Nitty Gritty One. And I start talking on the first day about introducing people to the elements and to the modalities. I don't think we'll be able to get into the modalities which are the cardinal, mutable and fixed. Let's signs. do that next time, let's do that right. next time. But I can talk uh, briefly about each of the elements. So earth is where we have the experience going along with four qualities. Um, and I need to do a brief introduction of the qualities. So the qualities are where we have the experience of cold, hot, dry, and wet. Conserving energy, activating energy. Conserving is like where we kind of have something that more has a sense of withdrawal. Um, hot is activating and getting something started and moving. Dry is when we keep things separated um, and distinct. And wet is where we talk about blending. So these energies all come together related to each of the elements. So earth and water are considered, considered receptive. Some traditional texts talk about them as feminine or female. I try to avoid gender biases that way. So I just say receptive, whereas fire and air are quote unquote young, but I would say more so assertive, more so in terms of directing energy. So earth as the first element we'll talk about is cold and dry where things are kept distinct and there's a conserving energy. It's dealing with how we have the experience of what's materialistic, sense experience, you know, being in our senses, um, common sense, what's practical, stable, worldly achievement, because again, that's something that's empirical. Other people can see, um, you know, people can see your success like, oh, yeah, I can see your Mercedes Benz. I can see your big house, blah, blah, blah. All the ways by which we have the anchoring of what we call visible consensual reality. Distinct from that is water, which is also cold and conserving, but moist, where it blends, where it connects. So that ties in the feeling experience, where we can be more into the idea of vibes, you know, you walk into a room and there's certain things that you may see like, oh, yeah. Um, and others may not see it, but you're like, yeah, the vibe is off. So water signs might be very hooked into that. Also, what we associate with what's called psychic, artistic, you know, more so in terms of the feeling and where you go with the mood and the motion and the move communicates through actions and feelings. Water seeks its level. This is where water signs can also become petty, right? It's kind of like. Yeah, you did that. Well, tit for tat, right? Where it can kind of staying at a certain level and keeping things at a certain um, movement. Intuitive, which I've mentioned before, but also related to the idea of the imagination. And again, you see that it's distinct from the earth signs. <clears throat> Excuse me. It's distinct from the earth signs. 
which are much more tangible. Water can be more elusive. Air I think also water. Maybe you need some water. Right, that was the cue. <laughs> Air is also the idea of what we have is the experience of hot and moist. And also this is the first of the elements that we've talked about so far that are what we call more assertive. Thinking experience, the constant dynamic of relating, trying to arrive at a third or what we might say objective position, you know, like the dialogue. So this is the air experience that Karen and I are having, for example, in terms of building and sharing information. You listening is participating in an air experience. It creates social, social structures. This is the way by which we have things, you know, classes, you know, room, classrooms, all the experience by which we communicate, this is all related to the element of air. So that communicates through our words and thoughts. Last but not least in terms of the elements, especially in terms of going from what classically might be seen from earth to air, I mean, sorry, from earth to fire, is that we have the idea of hot and dry. Um, again, this is more the idea of activating, separating. Fire, unlike water, is not seeking its level. It will consume everything in its path and go up and also destroy, right? Mm -hmm. It rises. So fire is more the inspiring experience. Because fire on some level, whether we're talking about that in a human being or even just seeing the element itself, um, is, so, is more looking to think of itself as separate from other things or to make other things like itself, right? So like, you know, be like me. So fire can be more like, as it's talked about in, in the Quran, about Iblis, you know, when faced with human beings, Iblis said, I am made of fire. This is made of mud. It's, you know, essentially saying, I'm way better than this. Why would I bow before that? Mm. That's fire energy. Mm. That's, the, that's the negative expression of fire energy. The better expression of it is inspiring, high energy, creative force, seeks to elevate, to rise above, where we feel the need to kind of like go higher, right? And reach more in terms of our spiritual selves, rising more toward the heaven spiritual force, like a rocket propelling us into different strata of self and understanding. So that's what fire can do. That's why fire classically was seen as one of the highest or if not the highest element. Well, Richard Pryor said that fire is inspirational. Yeah. Okay. Well, he also was a fire sign. Oh, well. There you go. That's ironic. That is so ironic. So ironic. All right. Just quickly, um, Earth, which signs are Earth again? Oh, that's great. Thank you. So the Earth signs are Taurus, Virgo, and Capricorn. The water signs are Cancer, Scorpio, and Pisces. The air signs are Gemini, Libra, and Aquarius. And the fire signs are Aries, Leo, and Sagittarius. And Richard Pryor was a Sagittarius. Yes, he was. Like my daddy. Mm -hmm. My mother's an Aries. And DMX. And DMX. Look at that. Okay, what's the... what you? I saw another slide that you... Oh, this is when I was going to start talking oh. about a different dimension of things. So the okay. next thing we'll talk about, we'll come back to this to give people a taste of it, um, is three, where we're going to talk about the cardinal fixed immutable. And that's also building for those who are into the Abrahamic traditions where I also talk about the Tetragrammaton, mm. um, you know, the yod heh vav which was supposed to be ineffable, 
right? You know, some people like corrupt that to say Jehovah. There's no J in Hebrew, right? So how do you say it? Jehovah? You, you would say Yotevove, and only you know certain priests could say it. You it know, wasn't I find, said. I find that so. So somebody was like, "Praise God!" They leave the O out. And there's all of these like rituals we have around, you know, what's sacred, what's not sacred. And it's like, we form all of these rules around life. So if we're supposed to be free, I just find it very well, interesting. How no, many I, I think that's a good rule. Rules. You think that's I a think good the, rule? I think this was a good rule because it saved people from, like, one, acknowledge the mystery of God, mm. you know, like, you don't know God's name. You don't know God, right? So by virtue of that, now you might say, like, that sounds bad. Well, it's it prevents any group of people coalescing on, like, oh, this is the name. Whereas more, like, the you can have the intimate experience when we say yod heh vov heh or, like, you don't say the name. And, you know, Jews still don't. They say Elohim. No, they don't. Yes. They, they say Hashem, right? right. It, it keeps a certain recognition that there's an intimate experience, that intimate personal experience that one has with the divine. But I think and, it still also separates us from the very thing that we need to lean into, which is sure, but but by a name. So it, yeah, it but was, God said, God said, I am. Right, which is beautiful, and that's and that's that's and this is what this really harks back to the idea of I am that I am, right? So when you say I am Karen, I am that I am, right? True. It's kind of keeping that. And, and I think this was reflective of that. The, the actual translation would be, you know, more so not I am as becoming. I am that which is becoming, right? It's the becoming of that. So it's all things that are emotion of being. Um, I am. That I, I am. And I think, you know, that is the essence of it. And that, that I think... This is what this really symbolizes in the Yodhev Vohe. And it's interesting, this is also true. It's kind of a similar tetragrammaton in Arabic with Allah. Allah mm -hmm. uses the same kind of four letters, right? Um, but, you know, three letters for a four-letter word that is actually, you know, about something else. Even in the Quran, it says, like, Allah is not, that's not Allah's name, right? That's not the name. It's ineffable. And... And this, this, I have to give credit to Richard Rorty, an American philosopher, you know, pragmatist. He wasn't, he was, a, he was an atheist, I believe. But one of the things I learned from him is that having an ineffable name like this prevents people from trying to f the ineffable, right? I and I it. think that's probably a good thing. Like, don't spend time effing the ineffable. Just let it be a mystery. Let it be. On that note, Samuel Reynolds, we will see you another week. I appreciate you. Inshallah. Uh, have a, I, do I wish you a happy Ramadan? How does that work? Ramadan. We say Ramadan Mubarak. Okay. Mubarak, like like Mubarak, that was the head of, okay, okay. Yeah. Mubarak, okay. And mm -hmm. that is for the entire month? Is it for yeah. an entire month? Okay. It is, well, from the month that it starts. So it's right. roughly going to be from April 13th to about May 13th. Okay. All right. Well, uh, good. So feed. you'll see me. I still yeah, will. I will. I will. You're going to be feeding while you fast yeah i i won't i won't be able to fast um because of my own health challenges but um i will be feeding and taking care of people i mean that's kind of the the blessing and the um that we have and the mercy that we have in the in islam you know that there's some people who can't fast for whatever reason like if you're nursing or if you're sick or whatever 
So there are other things that you can do. Well, blessings to you and everyone uh, who, are, who are practicing Muslim who are going through Ramadan. Thank you so Thank much. You. Follow him at unlockastrology.com. We'll see you guys next week. See you next week, inshallah.